This is Inside Outlands. I'm your host, Nat Ryle, and joining me today is Jack Churchill, or uh, our Derek, I don't know which name you want to go by, guild leader of the Beard Brothers. Hey, yeah, now uh, Jack Churchill works. That's my main character that I've been playing, although I seem to go back and forth between about 10 different characters, so either one works. Yeah, uh, I met you, seems like forever ago now. I don't know how long, five, six months ago, and you were playing our Derek, and I called you that all the time, and now it seems like most people just call you Jack. Yeah, that that was back in November when I started on Outlands. I missed the fun of server launch, but I started off with our Derek, and here I am, Jack Churchill, Stealth Archer, GM of BB. Well, let's just start right there, man. Well, what... What brought you to Outlands? Um, and then, you know, follow up to that. What's what's kept you here so long? So what happened is I was browsing Reddit. And I'm not terribly active on Reddit. And I'm searching different things. I'm like, hey, I wonder if there's anything about Ultima Online. I haven't played that since 02. So I looked and saw a post about Outlands. I go, huh. Well, that looks interesting. So I looked it up. Downloaded it, and, uh, well, it's kind of sucked me into my life. Yeah, it's, uh, well, if you're a guild leader, it's probably, like, 80% of your life. (laughs) I don't envy your position at all. No, that wasn't even on purpose. That was, uh, that was a whole fun story I'm sure we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. But, yeah, no, it's interesting waking up to between 50 and 100 notifications on your phone from Discord. About all sorts of stuff. It's it's wonderful. So you said you started O2. What were your UO experiences before that? Was it all OSI or do you have any like private shard past history? So I actually started in what, 96, 97 with beta. My dad got into the beta when I was 12, 13 years old. Said, hey, this looks like a fun th- game. Why don't you come play with me? And so I was a miner in Minoc and got... PK'd about every other hour. I finally managed to save up enough ingots to make myself a suit of armor, went out, was promptly killed by, I think it was a black bear or a grizzly bear. And so then when OSI went live, I was on Chesapeake. Well, I started on Catskills, never got established, got on Chesapeake, and someone gave me a full spell book. 64 spells, brand new character. I was like, oh, looks like I'm going to be a mage. <laughs> yeah. So that was a uh, 97, you said? Yeah, that was right at launch. And once I started that, I ended up, I was a mace tank mage back 97, 98, 99. I go back and forth between mace and archery every so often, depending on what I was after. I ran with a guild, uh, Iron Brigade. If you go to Chesapeake and Scarabray, there's actually a memorial to the guild master. Uh, High Lord Kruger, uh, he died on a boating accident in Lake Erie. And whole big endgame funeral, the GMs or counselors or whatever they were called, put up a memorial for him. And I, every once in a while, I'll actually log into OSI just to go check it out. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't know there was anything like that in the game. Yeah, I'll have to install OSI and go take a screenshot for this. Well, you know, now it's it's free to play too, so you actually could do it without even having to sub. 
Yeah, I'd probably do that. But I played OSI from 97 till about 02. I, you know, became 17 years old. Found things that were a bit more interesting than a game, namely girls. Wasn't very good at that either, but it is what it is. Yeah, I'm not good at it either. I've suckered two women into marrying me. I don't know why. Yeah, well, I was very bad at it, but I ended up selling the accounts. My dad and I, we had two accounts, ended up splitting it with him, and I think we both uh, ended up with about $1,000 each because we had four houses. I had one on Drakenfels, three on Chesapeake because two were pre-patched. One was right outside East Britain Bank on Felucia. I had a sandstone somewhere in a log cabin somewhere. I don't remember exactly. Uh, Last thing I did before I quit was I was on Siege Perilous. I was in a PK guild there because everybody PK'd there because it didn't really matter. Uh, Got tired of that. Made an orc. Got tired of that. Played with a undead guild that was allied with the orcs because I was tired of running around on a foot. And eventually I just quit. Then I haven't even touched UO until November of last year. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I think you might be the first guest that I've had say that. Um, I think everyone else is really kind of uh, at least some past private shard has drawn their interest. So it's it's curious. Why do you think Outlands peaked? It was it just timing, or is it uh, something they were doing different? A lot of it was timing. Uh, my kids are eight and about to turn seven, so they're able to entertain themselves, don't need to be watched over every single minute of every single day. So I felt that I could actually, you know, play a game for once. It's been a lot of single-player games, a lot of Paradox Interactive games, Civ, games like that. And uh, eventually I just, I was like, you know what, let's give it a shot. Yeah, I think I, I think I saw it maybe eight months before launch, and it immediately got my interest with with all the just uh, the drastic changes they were making to the game, I don't know why that interests me because I don't I don't have any OSI experience. Um, but anytime anyone takes a game and just makes it their own, I'm, I'm always drawn to the project. I've done this with like Darkfall and uh, I think Shadowbane one time. So it, those projects have never kept me quite like Outlands has. So you know, here I came and started playing with you guys. So you know. Beard Brothers, why pick the Beard Brothers? They had all the guilds in the world. So six months ago, why'd you why'd you pick uh, BB? Well, they reminded me of my old guild on Chesapeake. You know, good guys that'll fight back. And just, I wasn't after the PK Red style game. I did that on Chesapeake a little bit. I did that a lot on Siege Perilous. I wasn't really into that, uh, you know. Plus, we're all adults, we're all older, no one wants to go out and spend an hour doing something just to have some guy come along and kill him and take everything. I don't want to be that guy either. So it's just their their mentality for how they were tackling the game? Yeah, it, it seemed like it was a group of, you know, brothers or friends, you know, it was chill, calm, relaxed, and I didn't watch any of Papa Carl's streams until I was actually in them. 
So I didn't know that. I don't even watch streams, really. Doesn't It's not something that interests me. So, it, it I don't know. It just seemed like the right group. Yeah, I... Uh my answer to this question is a, is a weird one because uh, I always go to a PvP group. Um, I, I don't typically PvP, PvP myself. You know, in, in games like Darkfall, I would I made everyone their staffs and I did stuff like that. I would, uh, in, you know, Eve, I would do the mining ops while being in the big PvP group. But I usually was always in a group that really focused on it. Um, so I don't know why I did it here in Outland. I think it was I was just so. Uh, so nervous about the client and the old game, the old game style and having no experience with it. I figured I would join a group that just focused on relaxed gameplay, hanging out um, and doing PBM stuff. And, and that's where I started with it. So cause I would, much, I would normally go to some a guild that just has a big PVP leg in the game. You know, I've done it everywhere. I've gone Eve, Darkfall. It ended up being a pretty good decision. I think, uh, because we've definitely grown as a guild, and even even in the early stages, you know, we were we were doing a lot of things only because we we worked together. Um, and you don't you don't see that a lot of places. I, mean, I know other guilds and, and you would do that, but definitely in, in Bearded Brothers, there's there's a brotherhood mentality, and uh, you know, I've appreciated it since day one. And uh, you know, I think it ended up being the right decision, at least for me. Yeah. Uh- I think the very first time I went out with the Beards, it was to Ossuary. Maybe it was Aegis, I don't remember. And, you know, I had like 60 or 70 skills and everything, and Carl was like, yep, let's go! Uh, I can't barely hit anything. Who cares? Let's do it. And that was pretty awesome, you know, the inclusion. And I've tried to keep that going as best I can, working fairly well. You know, the the older the game gets, uh, the longer we're here, uh, the the harder that mentality is to maintain. But, you know, that's definitely a a big part of of Beard Brothers is inclusive. Um, You know, you join us, you get to to hang out with us and do all the content with us. Um, And and that can be good or bad. There's there's some ups and downs with with taking a new guy deep into the shit. He doesn't know anything. But, you know, there's also trial by fire, I guess. Oh, for sure. I think I remember uh, one of our very first Cav runs after I had taken over from Carl. And a guy was in there, and he had, I think, like 70 HP, maybe 60. was getting one-shot by everything, and it's hard not to laugh. And I felt bad for the guy, because he really just wanted to play with the group. And I'm like, why don't you go and get 100 strength at a minimum? But, you know, that's part of the fun. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Uh, so let's let's talk on about this transition from from Papa Carl to you because I did interview Papa Carl. Uh, he was definitely a big part of the early days of this podcast. We simultaneously streamed uh, with him. I mean, at one point he was uh, maybe going to co-host with me. He's one of my one of my really good friends here in UO, and um, he had some uh, real life responsibilities. Um, some other real life issues that, that came up and he, he had to leave UO and it left our guild with a, a very vacant leadership. Um, and I think this is pretty common across guilds led by streamers. They, their personality carries and pushes the guild forward. 
Um, you know, we just interviewed Chill, not Chill, we interviewed uh, Hero and, and Akasha. And once Akasha left, um, even temporarily for a couple of weeks, uh, Hero quickly started collapsing, and then he didn't have the desire to to keep doing what he was doing to, to have it be a thriving guild. So once Papa Carl stepped away from the game, uh, really, other than him, there was me doing things, but I was I'm I'm very noobish, and so I I wasn't equipped to deal with 300 players. Uh, the other leaders we had, well, great guys. They're also not uh, they're not you know in your face leaders either. Uh, they did, they definitely didn't pick that job. That was Papa Carl's thing to to do that job. So I think we were faced with kind of a crisis. Really, do we? keep going and just let it fizzle out on its own with without things happening. Um, and, and instead of doing that, I think I, uh, I, I sat down with our key active member base there. You were definitely one of those guys. And we all kind of sat down and talked with, uh, what do y'all want to do? You know, what are our options? Um, where do you want to go from here? I basically interviewed four of you, although really it was, it was kind of yours to have or take because it's a lot to take on and you were really the only one willing to, for some reason, step into that role. So do you have anyone to add to all of this? Yeah. So uh, I don't know why I accepted sometimes because it is a lot of responsibility. And I mean, I already work about 60 hours a week at, for my regular job. Sometimes it'll be a lot more. I know for like, what was it? The month of, half of March and half of April, I was gone the entire time. So it, it's different trying to be, you know, I've got my family at home, I've got my work, and then I've got the game, and all of them are competing. And I'm not going to say that I'm always the choosing the right one to focus on, but I try my best to let the game come third. Sorry, that's just how it is. And uh, as far as the transition goes, there was a pretty significant group that were like, okay, are we going to do anything or what's going on? I know we had a few members leave for other guilds, um, HKDS, EQMS, LOD, I think a few went to Wrecked, and I don't blame them at all. There was nothing going on. Things were stagnant. Leadership was missing or just not the vocal active leadership. We, Like you said, Carl was the face of the guild. So when we went to transition away from Carl to me, I wanted to make sure that if once it was done, any officers I had would be the vocal type. And I think I've chosen fairly well. Everyone seems to be fairly happy with everything. Yeah, you, you can't be there uh, nonstop. So I, th I think transitioning to the same style of Gil, which was uh, you know, a one-man show, um, which I don't think hit, that was really his intention. Uh, it's just his personality was, was so was so great. That's just kind of how it was. And uh, he picked leaders that, that he had kind of known in the past, whereas I think we built our next core group of just guys that had really shown their dedication not only to the Guild, um, but were active, had experience, had had um, a willingness to interact with with our community and grow it. Um, 
And this is probably all going down in, in January, I think. Maybe some of February. Um, a little bit mid- December, too. Yeah. I want to say towards the end of December, because he did do a guild run, I think, at the very end of December. And uh, a couple weeks in, I wanted to at least promote brand new officers and then, um, you know, end up being the, the, this, this transition. The reason why I think I wanted to do this podcast uh, mainly um, was to highlight how, how you go from a guild that for all intents and purposes probably should have died. Um, and in, and instead it's, it's grown over the last five or six months into um, I think we've definitely surpassed uh, our peak then, which is probably, you know, mid December or something like that to, to where we are today. Um, you know, a lot oh. of that's our player base, but there, there's a lot more that goes into it. I'd say a lot more has changed than, I mean, uh, it's hard to say peaks because it seems to be different styles of play. Um, the, as I've described it, Carl was very lawful good. I'm definitely more of the lawful chaotic in that, you know, I've got characters that have counts. I'm okay with that. I'm going to take counts to defend my fellow guild mates and do what we can do to keep people happy and keep people safe. And if that means killing a blue that's trying to wall people in, well, I'm going to do that. I don't know if Carl was that way. I didn't know him well enough. So that's like one of the biggest changes. The focus has changed. I don't know if we'd have been as heavy into the boss scene and going hard after different bosses every night. And it's tiring, but we do it. And not everyone makes every night. I know I don't. And that's okay. We've got a large group that can do it, and we've got a lot of officers that help lead it. Yeah, yeah, officers like me that that I couldn't lead shit, you know. But uh, I'm in the background doing any admin work I can, handling our loot, stuff like that. You have your guys are definitely in our leadership better at PvP handling that. Um, and we got we got several that are fully capable to lead our our PVM content. Um, it's definitely a big change. You're not depending on just yourself. You got a good leadership core, and uh, we picked up a lot of new players since then too. Uh, I think you know we've definitely grown. Uh, we've had a, a huge turnover, which I think every guild here in Atlantis has, from just people that burn out at launch to people just finding out about the shard, and even people returning. We've had like we got Lando back recently. We got. Boondock. Uh, back recently, and yeah, Duck, a bunch of guys returning, uh, which is cool to see. Uh, and, and that'll keep happening, I think, throughout Outlands. Oh, for sure. I, I don't think this type of game is going to hold people, hold their attention for, you know, years on end like WoW has, or, I mean, even OSI, people didn't stay for years upon years normally. The, the, you don't have that treadmill to go to the next level owen and expo and luthius and all them have tried really well um to have that treadmill experience with the aspects and the chains now but it's hard without having an expansion every year where the level cap goes up by 10 and no i've got to get all new gear and everything like wow has 
because I played WoW for years, way too many years. And it's a completely different style. And eventually people are going to feel like they've peaked. And it's like, well, what do I do now? Do I go kill another demon for four hours? Do I go farm Palma for 12 hours and try and get legendary guardian of Palma or whatever the title is? Well, it, you know, they, they have to add more sandbox content. They have to use the EVE Online model, which is just keep giving the players new tools. And if uh, if the PVM patch was all about giving us more treadmill, then this upcoming Siege PvP patch, if you will, is is giving us more sandbox tools. Um, I'm and very interested to see that the Siege patch. It's going to be interesting because... Uh, we're a PVM guild. We have some PVPers. We have some PVP chops, but we're not a primary PVP guild, and I don't want anyone to ever think that because that's just not us. Uh, yeah, and when we try, we're usually pretty pretty bad at it. Um, <laughs> I just remember, I think it was blacklisted at Inferno Main. There was twenty of us. The guy grabs. He thought it was a command core. Thankfully, it was just a poison core, and twenty of us couldn't get him. And, you know, you just got to laugh. Yeah, well, I mean, we decided we weren't going to attack him because he was blue. And we're we're typically the good guys. Like, we're not going to attack you right away. Um, I don't even remember if this is a summoned boss or not. We just we gave him the benefit yeah, of the doubt. Summon, until, it was summoned Inferno. Yeah, we gave the benefit of the doubt until proven otherwise, which is probably our first mistake. But, you know, it is what it is. I'll keep, we're going to keep making that mistake. I'll tell you that. And I told him, I DM'd him afterwards, and I said, hey, you helped with the boss. You could have just asked, and we'd have given you something. You didn't have to go gray stealing it. Uh, Whatever, it's a core. Okay, great. Congratulations. Yeah, then it was definitely, the call was made to kill him, but he still got through our our very bad BB wall, which is not as heavily organized as an orc wall. They do that much better than we do. Where you got Our it. wall looked like an offensive line for a Pro Bowl running back. I could have run through <laughs> that hole. Yeah, uh, he did get past twenty dudes and out the room, and then got chased. I think he, I think he for sure got away. Even dropping like another, I think one of our guys got killed by mobs chasing him or something. But one or two, yeah, it was it was a very prototypical BP experience, and you know, it is what it is. You know, we had fun. We've also had times where I think it was anarchies come in and we drop two or three of them and then the rest of them run. And, you know, that's cool. I mean, good for them for going, you know, five on 20. Uh, Good props. You know, I'm not going to do that. I'm very risk adverse. It just comes from my nature, you know, where I work and everything. Yeah, we're we're definitely defensive in nature. We're going to respond uh, the tax on us. We'll, we'll respond. Or our bosses getting raided. We'll respond to our PVMers getting attacked or anyone messing with us. But you're not going to see us out there trying to hunt out the PVP content for that content's sake. Uh, you know, the guilds do that much better than us. Um, whereas we're more about tackling whatever content the game has to throw our way. And then because it's a sandbox game, that does require defensive pvp and anyone that's that thinks otherwise is is kidding themselves and i I know akasha went through this with hero and the server screaming you know oh you're not uh, anti-pk because you're you're killing me but these things are unavoidable if we're going to do in-game content 
or do really any of this this content outside of uh, you know? I mean, we could go farm newbie dungeon for hours on end and make twenty gold off a net, and then eventually have enough to buy a fifty k house, and you know. But that's not fun. Uh, I will clarify: we do have the occasional member who does go out hunting. You know, it is what it is. I'm not going to stop them because they're getting themselves into the mess. But it brings up like my favorite messages I get. Hey, uh, BB killed me. Okay, what was going on? Well, I'd stolen their paragon chest. Okay, so what you're telling me is you deserve to die. Yeah, or uh, I got one just last week. BB killed me. Oh, what happened? Uh, well, we were attacking their treasure map. Okay, well, I can end this conversation. Yeah, exactly. Then we get sometimes, uh, hey, one of BB's attacking me. Okay, what's going on? Well, I'm trying to tame, and he keeps attacking me and going gray and trying to kill me, so we brought reds and killed him. Okay, why is he attacking you? Well, he's saying he wants to burn passives here. You don't burn passives on frickin' sand crabs or whatever crabs they were. And then ended up booting him when he came and dropped a bunch of poison mobs on the guy. It's a bunch of poison tames. No place for that. We're not going to play that game. So he got removed and two of his friends left with him. Eh, whatever. It is what it is. It's a, it's a weird line. We're, we're the white knights, although not always. <laughs> and uh, Gray knights. Yeah, and uh, you know where's the line drawn? It's it's kind of situation to situation, but but almost almost a hundred percent of the time we're not the aggressors. Uh, it's probably closer to about ninety to ninety five percent right now. Uh, so it's it's the same thing Akasha said. Like once you're once you've proven that your guild is going to play by different rules, and we're going to play with the same rules. Um, you know, we'll give you the benefit of the doubt one, two, three, four, five times, and then enough is enough. And then your guild isn't on that list anymore. And, and you may have stuff happen where... Where we, I take a counter two or three or four or five or seven or eight. Yeah, and then that's when we hear our Discord, uh, BB is not what it used to be, yada, yada, yada. But re- it's still the same, the same spirit it was back then. We were defensive then, we're defensive now. Just The just, just shard is six months older. The content's harder. Like, we can't can't operate the same way. Oh, for sure. And end of the day, we're going to, outside of bosses, we typically leave people alone. I know I've farmed right next to a red for hours, you know, just he's sitting there sniping and it was uh, like the blood sorcerers and Aegis. He's a stealth Dexer. I'm stealth archer. I'm sniping other things. He's sniping things. We're right next to each other for hours. Who cares? He's there to level play. Maybe he's read from defense. Maybe he's read from other things. I don't care. Yeah, I, think, I remember. I, it must have been month two. I went gray in ossuary, and a guy said, "Hey, you, you went gray. Come over here. Let's, let's hide in this corner and work off your timer." And he didn't drop me right away. It's it's that kind of stuff that you'll get. The beard yeah, brother will do for you. One of the first days I was on the server, I was out killing brigands or something, and the guy's throwing purple pots and dropping flame fields. And I'm like, hey, uh, you know, uh, people could run right through it. And I showed him. I ran right through it. Hey, look, you're gray. Now I could kill you. And 
there's going to be no consequence to me and I can take everything. And he's like, oh, well, thanks. I didn't know about that because we've got a lot of brand new people to UO here. It's I'm shocked at how many brand new to UO, never heard of this game, are on Outlands. I don't understand. It's a 22-year-old wizard game. It's great. I, I, I think I've I've tried to detail in this podcast uh, why that is, but it's it's still hard to explain. I don't I don't really fully understand it myself. I mean, I, my son has come over and seen me playing. He's like, "Wow, those graphics are awful. Minecraft is better." Yeah, okay, little jerk, go go mine yourself. Why don't you mine for me? I need ingots. <laughs> yeah. I've taught kids how to mine for me in the past. They they have no interest in you or the I, yeah, see, that was the nice thing about, wow, my wife loved going around mining and she funded my rating. It was awesome. Yeah, Arcage. I got my wife to play Arcage with me and she was farming and doing PVM with me and stuff. But yeah, she's she's got no interest in you. Nah. So, uh, what, are, what are some of the struggles that have come with just being a guild leader of such a large group? Besides some of the stuff we've already highlighted. Well, the biggest struggle is you've got, you know, anywhere from 20 to 40 people on any given night that you're trying to align to a single cause. And if they even want to, and you've got to figure out, okay, do we go do this? Do we do this? What are we going to do tonight? And they're all looking to you to say, hey, let's go do this. And I'm like, I just want to go mine or go farm. And you got to just get over it and go out and do whatever to keep the guild running and keep everybody happy. That's one of my biggest struggles. Yeah, if you don't do it, who else will? And then, then your then your collection of solo players, which doesn't do the yeah. guild any good. Well, uh, that's okay, too. I think there's a couple guilds on the server that are, you know solo guilds you know join for the prestige gains and if we get somewhere we get somewhere and hey everyone plays differently that's great um one of our most well-known members was a highly highly uh solo player stormy daniels you know he was a solo player and that's great that's his style it's just that's one of the big struggles. Luckily, I mean, over this weekend, my internet took a fritz and I was able to take a break, kind of a forced break, but it is what it is. And I still had officers running bosses all the time because I could see everything on my phone with Discord because I'm one of those addicts that has Discord on their phone. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I finally, I, you know, I do the same thing. I struggle between uh, balancing the game and family and work and, uh, I had to make a concerted effort to no longer pick up my phone while conversating with my wife. Like, uh, I'll have to check Discord and be a Discord fanatic, you know, at work or when I'm gaming. But when I spend time with my wife, like, I got to put the phone down. See, I just take cues from my wife. If she's on her phone, I get on mine. But if she's not on hers, I try really hard to put it away. Yeah, it's, it's a... It's always a balance with uh, what I can get away with. But uh, you're not wrong because me and you have about the same playtime, you know, which is going to be later in the evening after most of the family has wound down. And it's a limited amount of playtime. There's not a lot. And uh, do you spend that playing the, the new single player game you'll be looking forward to? Do you 
go do the thing you're after on your aspect gear or your crafter? Or do you uh, hop in comms and try to get people out doing stuff, you know? Yeah, and I've really slacked on focusing on single-player games and other such. I mean, I bought the new expansion for Civ Six, and I think I've put maybe 10 hours into it, and it's fun. I enjoy it, but, you know, I hop on, and I come in into this game. I think my, my bane are any, anything Dark Souls and Dark Souls likes, and uh, I bought Secure Shadows Dice twice for 60 bucks the day it came out, and I am fresh out of the, the uh, tutorial. I came out like three months ago. So Nice. Yeah, and then you do this podcast on top of it, and you do your orc stuff and everything else. I, you're just as bad as I am. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, the kids go to bed at 8. I get on around 9 after the wife's asleep, and... And then I shortchange myself sleep on the back end, and then I go to work with four hours of sleep and do what I do. So uh, I, I would say Beard Brothers are usually considered one of the one of the more newbie friendly guilds. Um, what advice do you have for a new player here on Outlands that's uh, trying to get their foothold? Well, um, try and seek out the best way to make your starting gold. First thing you should buy is a Blessed Rune book. It's going to be about 65k. Seems like a lot. It's going to make your life about a million times. Yeah, I put that shit off for six months. Yeah, I got I my don't... first Rune book like three weeks ago. What the hell is wrong with me? I think I talked to you about that a couple times. I've got three or four now myself because I'm too lazy to switch between characters. I was really stubborn. I, I really, really love the map and the world. Uh, and I, I really enjoy running around all of it, which is amusing. I still don't know half the dungeons. You guys are always like, you know, waiting on me to get to some boss room or something. Oh no. Like, I, uh, the first thing I did, I made a parry Dexter, got him up to 70 in newbie dungeon. Then I went and ran the world. I went everywhere. I died everywhere. I lost gear everywhere, but I learned. And then I went into dungeons and said, Ooh, this is, I don't, I don't like this. Then I read about lock picking and stealth picking. I'm like, huh. Well, I like playing stealth characters. So I made a stealth picker, and that's how I learned the dungeons. I went over every square every square of each dungeon stealth picking, and that's how I learned the dungeons. Yeah, I should do that. I, uh, I, I tend to pick a dungeon, and that's all I go to for weeks and weeks. I think it was Cavernome and then Darkmire lately, and maybe before there was Aegis. So I know three of the eight. And I've, uh, I've learned most of them pretty well. Um, like I said, stealth picking, it's the way to go. Cause you can't sit there and farm one spot cause the chest won't respawn and you learn how to get around everything and you learn where you can run and hide. So I've got, you know, multiple stealth characters. First one I made my money on was my stealth picker. That's what allowed me to pay for everything else. Uh, let's, let's go back to BB real quick. Um, where do you see Beard Brothers headed on the server? Um, do you have any plans to, to help them achieve those goals? Well, um, I honestly don't know where to go from here. We're, you know, top 10 prestige for whatever that matters. Some people really care about it. I personally, I'm not an achievement hunter, so it doesn't affect me much. 
Um, just keep building, keep having fun, having p- nice people that are, you know, good to people in the guild. I've started reaching out outside of the guild more because that's probably my weakest spot is I don't talk to people outside of the guild. I've tried getting more active in Discord, sometimes not in a good way. I've gotten involved in a few Discord PvP battles, but I try to spend more time in general or crafting and taming and answering questions that I know that I can answer. I've made a concerted effort to avoid going into PvP and talking. I'll go there to read what's being said, try to correct obvious untruths and lies, but I can't do all of that. I don't have enough hours in the day. If I could, you know, stay up for 48 hours straight in a 24-hour period, I might have enough time to win those fights. So I'm not even going to try sometimes. Yeah, most of them are unwinnable anyways. <laughs> oh, for sure. But where are we going? Um, well, we're going to keep working towards getting our Omni Summon, uh, freaking mini tokens. And maybe we'll have it by the time this comes out. Maybe we won't. I know uh, a lot of hate directed towards Sicario because of his... Uh, I don't even know how he does it. Just he always seems to know where the minis are going to spawn. He's a machine, straight up. But you know, good for him. That's I'm glad there's people like that that can do that because I couldn't. I'm not smart enough for that. I think I know how he's doing it. I mean, they have a timer window, and if you're if you're always going in there and you know when the last one died, you kind of know when to check on him again. He's just he's just uh, dedicated to it, which you, you yeah, he's a machine. Need. Yeah. And then, I mean, we're just going to keep doing what we do and uh, leveling aspect, leveling characters. I mean, we've started getting more involved in the PvP scene. Uh, Annoyed a lot of the server, apparently, with our alliance with SUP, which came about because we needed PvP help. We, I mean, we're not a bunch of PvPers, much to some of our members' chagrins. And we got raided on an, on a summon by a guild that we had pretty good relationships with through a couple of our officers. A few of our officers were on the fence about them. A few of them were pretty dead set against them, and they raided us. Got a lot of the gear out, a lot of the loot, including the token that they were after, because that was apparently one of the last tokens they needed for their book. And, and we got it out um, somehow. I'm not going to dis, uh, disclose that on this podcast. I don't, even know, I don't remember the story. I, I remember the event. I don't remember the token story, but go ahead. Well, um, but we got a lot of the loot out, and I had a talk with that GM. I'm like, well, what's going on? And he goes, well, we needed the token. It's just pixels. Feel bad. Okay, well, if it's just pixels, then we need to do something to protect ourselves because what we're doing isn't working. Okay, so let's. what can we do? Uh, we'd already been talking with SUP, you know, yeah, they're a bunch of Discord PVPers. They really get riled up in there sometimes. It's fun, but they're really laid back guys. Uh, Chief Swirling Air was on your podcast. He, I mean, I don't necessarily agree with everything he does, but it's not for me to say. It's not my guild. And so we associate with people that maybe aren't exactly the same as BB. Okay, it's six, seven months into a server, eight months now. Jeez. And we're going to do that. You got to do what you got to do to, you know, progress in the endgame. I mean, we could have stayed back and just, 
you know, farm cavern am for hours on end, but that gets boring. We're going to lose people that way. They're going to want to go and kill bosses. This boss summon yeah. system has been amazing for us because uh, we don't have a lot of our membership isn't on until afternoons and evenings. We've got a significant daytime crew, but probably not enough for most of the mains. They do a couple six man mains and have a lot of fun. And I'm jealous because I want that, and I, but I got to settle for the 20 man mains, but the boss summons have been amazing for BB because we've got the farmers and now we can go summon our bosses. And now we made an alliance with a guild to help provide the PVP backup and they appreciate it. It seems, I mean, I'm not going to speak for them. Uh, they get a lot of PvP action out of it. We get our PVM, and then we can support them with the PVM while they've got their summons. And it's worked out really well for both of us. And as far as I know, almost everyone's happy. It's a unique relationship. Um, you know, we don't have the PvPers. They don't have the PVMers. It seems like a pretty mutually beneficial relationship. Uh, and... We surprisingly get a, get along well. Typically, when you have those two groups interact, there's a lot of butting of heads, but they're they're really laid back, and uh, they're really cool. There's not really any kind of animosity stirring up immediately, uh, and it's exactly what you said. Uh, even though it seems like a awkward relationship at first, you know, it's worked on our end. Um, we don't control them; they don't control us, but it allows us both access to content. Um, better than we did before pursuing that relationship, you know, so it's, it is what it is. Um, I think people are mad that they, they see BB as easily walked all over on. And now often we're not, um, whether that be through our own means and methods as it is in some bosses or whether it's because of the, you know, SUP doing what SUP does. Um, and that's, I guess made people upset or, you know, I don't know, made them want to bring us down, you know, is what it is, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the fun. Uh, I know it seems like subs changed a little bit. I've run into bosses with them. They've got their red. I'm on my blue. We run by people on level one to even level three. They walk right by them. And I don't know if they would have done that in the past. I, Never really had interactions other than Chief's Rolling Air attacking our pets when we're out farming in groups of, you know, 15, like we did. So uh, maybe they would have run by them. Maybe they wouldn't. Certain tags, they get dropped. I'm not going to say, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. It's just some, there are some reputations out there, just like SUP has a reputation, BB has a reputation, everyone's got a reputation. Yeah, right. And depending on that, will probably affect their actions. <laughs> oh, for sure. I mean, if they see, I'm going to pull a guild out of the air. If they see a, let's say a C2W, I just recently fought them on my PvP. It got destroyed by them because I'm awful at PvP. If it's a C2W guy, they're going to fight them because that's what C2W does. They're a PvP guild and good for them. They enjoy that. I'm glad they enjoy that because... Everybody enjoys different things about these games, and that's the beauty of these games. Yeah, the the other prong to this um, recent success by Beard Brothers is is definitely uh, the, the summon system. Uh, when you think about it, while we have a lot of solo guys doing doing things, and we do have our evening groups, there uh, 
there's a peak playtime for us. We're, we're we're very casual by nature. Uh, just I mean, if you've listened to this podcast all, all, up to this point, you could tell that they were not full of elite elite guys out there doing things, you know. So being able to pick when to go do that content when we're at our strongest, when all the kids are asleep, and you know, then you're able to get on as a group and, and give us the best shot at tackling that content, and, and not on a on a set window that's randomly determined by a you know, by when it thing died and when it's going to be up again. You know, maybe one o'clock in the morning is not not the best for us, or six fifty during dinner, or you know, whatever it was. This is on our own terms, and it. it does give you a little bit of security now the way custodians are working because you could sometimes summon and zerg that thing down so quick and get loot out before anyone knows what the hell you did. Uh, which that would be hard to do in the old system. Oh, for sure. The, uh, I hate those damn custodians because, like I said, my main was a stealth archer for a while, and those custodians, well, so is yours now. You've followed it, yep. me and Wes. And, you know, custodian sits there and reveals you and it's like okay well great i've got 220 skill points wasted that i could have been using for healing instead of being a glass cannon okay great and luthius disabled him for a while and then everyone had cams in all the boss rooms there's you know 20 cams in every room i'm exaggerating a lot but you know three to five cams everywhere watching for summons that's no fun besides who wants to sit there and watch a camera i I just don't understand it. Yeah, and the the meta has shifted a little bit now because people are getting main tokens just fine with the summon system. Even if you get raided, um, usually you get enough through to to get the tokens you need. But the minis are are open to the whole server. There's no currently there's no summon system. You know, whether that system stays as it is now, but currently you can't summon them, so you have to fight over the server with them. And that's where you see a lot of these. Uh, rivalries form between the LODs and the Rex and the uh, whichever guild is currently after that mini token. Yeah, and I, I honestly hate that. I really enjoy some of those mini fights in a group of you know three to five people. It's challenging. I I'm after challenging content personally. If I could, you know, king for a day and damn the consequences. I'd love to see a system where the first guild that has five people in a mini room, those five are doing it. And, you know, if you wipe, then someone else gets a chance to come in and take over. And, you know, all the PvP happens outside to get the next five lined up. And you've got to have five really good players go in there and fight it. And maybe you put a timer on it or something. Obviously, that's not going to happen because that's not the UO way. It's not the UO system, so I'm not going to say to do that. But I like challenging content, personally. That's why I hate bards as a character for myself, because it's like, oh, peace and auto-swing for six hours while I kill this demon. No, I don't like that. I One of the most fun things I've done, I went and pulled a Fen Demon on my parry dexer, no aspect, not even 90 skills. It took me half an hour to kill it because I'm awful at this game, but I kited him around houses and everything else, eventually killed him, and got 400 gold. You know, was it a good use of my time? No. <laughs> yeah, probably not. 
<laughs> no, not at all. I could have made many times over that, but it was fun jousting back and forth, trying to heal. Is this flame strike going to kill me this time? Or am I high enough in health? Is my resist going to come through? That stuff's fun to me. I, I, yeah, I'm a GM of the biggest PVMs or guild, whatever, you know, that's a function of the server and function of the way everything works. Cause if you take 10 minutes to kill a mini boss or 20 minutes to kill a main boss, you're going to get raided. You're going to lose everything and you're not going to get anything out of it, but it's, that's, what's fun to me. Yeah. You got to look at it too. We're, it, it takes a lot to summon that boss. Uh, your guys have farmed 1 million gold which uh, I don't know that I've earned on one character, maybe across multiple characters I've earned it. I doubt it. Maybe if I sold all my shit. Uh, I actually but, just got that achievement for the one, th- one million gold <laughs> looted, and it's like, really? Where did it all go? And then I realized, you know, four blessed rune books, aspect suits on six different characters. Yeah, okay, that's where it went. Yep. Yeah, there's never, uh, you can spend your money on endless, like I want a shelf, I want a bigger house. Yeah, this. There's lots of goals here. Don't worry about the bigger house. Get that shelf. It's the uh, that's my number one tip for people that have you know they've started establishing themselves is to get a shelf. I put it off for a while, and it's just it's downright amazing. Yeah, I think uh, I might get that 350k house. I think and probably just stop there. Get a shelf in it. Be good to go. Yeah, I mean I've got space blocked off with a 150 and a 50 for. About four million worth of house, twenty six, twenty eight secure, something insane. I'll the only way I'm gonna ever see that is if I buy the shard off of Owen after it closes down and play Ultima offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll probably give you the server code at some point, I guess. Yeah, I'll make it. You know, give him five, uh, five loonies or whatever the or toonies, whatever the dollar system is up there in Canada. <laughs> All right, let's let's do some of these community questions. I know we got a couple of them. Uh, let's see here. What are the characteristics of a player who could be entrusted with the future of the guild? Chronicler. All right, so it depends on the guild. Uh, I'm not going to... If it's a crafting guild, you need someone that's willing to... You know, I, I saw this in Prev, the uh, Stratus. He sent out, like, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, he gave missions to people here if you go farm x i'm going to give you y gold and it was vastly more than the server was you know server cost was but they he made it fun for his guys and that's awesome if it's a pvp guild uh, the gm needs to be uh, either needs to be a good caller or needs to recognize that they're not a good caller and can delegate that to someone who is i'm not a caller so i'm not going to be the one doing it Ultimately, yeah, you need someone to that, offload your uh, your responsibilities a little bit. Yeah, it needs to be someone that recognizes their limitations, their strengths, and know who they can trust to reach out to for help. And they need to have that core background of guys. Now, maybe I'm different. Some people are going to have the 18 hours a day that they can play for whatever reason. I'm, you know, why ever they can play, whatever, and they're going to be able to do everything and great for them. But you got to know what your limits are. So uh, I went back to my, my message and 
February 04. And I said, uh, I asked three questions. <laughs> this is, this is how I picked who to, who we would swear fealty to, or at least narrow down our choices. Are, are you willing to take on the GM position and lead Beard Brothers? So the very first question is, are you even willing to do, uh, this, this crazy task? Oh, that's important. Um, I mean, if you don't want to do it, why even bother trying to do it? Uh, what do you see as a future of Beard Brothers and any ideas of how to get us there? So I, I wanted to see, you know, what, what, what the direction was and did you have a plan to get us there? And then what do you see as some of the immediate priorities, any ideas on how to tackle them? So do you recognize what the current problems are and do you have any ideas on, on how to solve them? It's pretty simple. Um, and the the biggest one was almost really, were you willing to take on the, uh, the responsibility, um, which is a, a tough one because even, even a large group like us, you know, there's only so many that, that would even want the job. And then, and then also once they have the job, are, are they going to buckle under, under the pressure of a hundred DMs a day and, and whiny players and issues to solve and outside issues and, you know, People trying to destroy the guild from the outside, people that may or may not be upset inside, you know, people that are having misunderstandings inside. Oh, it's so, it's nonstop. But I'm just still trying to figure out how I can write this on my resume so I can take credit for it as supervisor experience because it's got to be there. <laughs> yeah, it's for sure there. You just need a future employer that values it. I just got to find someone smart enough to write it the right way because I'm not. I'm freaking dumb about it uh we've we've addressed this next question a little bit but when did bb ditch the no griefing principles black dragon uh i, I know black dragon he's interactive podcast a little bit uh i think he's a uh treasure map guy so uh i don't think we've ditched no griefing principles uh, the way i look at it if it's our summoned boss that our guys farmed my guys, our guys, the guilds guys, they need, that's ours. If it's a random spawn boss, everyone's going to be fighting over it. Outside, yeah, outside of bosses though, like I said, I just kicked a guy last week for griefing. Uh, that's just straight up not happening. Um, for those that are listening to this podcast, the best way to help me find the griefers, instead of just saying, well, BB griefed me. Okay, great. Pictures, screenshots, videos. Videos are amazing. I know not everyone streams all the time and not everyone's recording all the time. And But screenshots, just if you've got Windows 10 down in the search bar, type snip and you can snip tool anything you need. Yeah, there's a new feature in Classic UO that you can turn on journal logging. It's under the speech options. And even that alone, you'll have a journal dump. Uh, I mean, that's easy to mess with, but it's something. Yeah, it's easy to mess with. You could ease. I mean, I could journal dump something that says natural said to go fuck my mother or whatever. You know, that's yeah. not going to. But screenshots of the journal, ideally in colors that I can see, because that journal is awful. It's better in CUO, but it's awful, awful, awful in the normal client. But, you know, you know, need to be able to s evidence proof. I, I If you're some guy. And it's my guy's word against your word. I'm going to make a mental note. I've got to 
Discord channel there where I take notes, actually, because I don't have a memory to remember things. And I've got a whole Discord channel where I just keep notes on people. Hey, this happened. Hey, this happened. And I want to two or three notes on somebody. That's that's more evidence than the one really good one. Yeah, exactly. And circumstantial evidence builds up. I talked to the person. Um, We had one person. I'm probably misremembering this awfully, but they were doing something that wasn't exactly right. So we had a chat with them. Now they're one of our best members. That's happened more than once. Um, oh yeah. yeah, people people come to this game with with twenty years of of stuff, and they hear oh Beard Brothers are active, you know they they join us, they read the thing, oh yeah I, I agree with, with the thing, and they go play UO, and then when you're in this shit, it's you have the twenty years of experience to go on, and and you know we sometimes we have to steer steer guys into what it means to be a Beard Brother. And, and people respond to that and leave or people respond to that and just, just thrive. And you've had guys that have really been, been great, uh, guild members. Oh yeah. Old, old habits die hard. One of my favorite characters on OSI was a poison thief. I'd go up, steal your band-aids or your cure pots or your garlic. You'd attack me. I'd kill you. I'm not going to do that here. I mean, I know people that do and more power to them. You know, it's a fun way to play. But I'm not doing that here. Uh, there's a lot of different ways to play, obviously. I'm not here to shut anyone down. What happens on alts stays on alts with BB. If you're, in a, if you're a well-known associated alt, then I, I, you're going to be tied to them. But if I don't know the alt, I don't know the alt. Yeah, we even have a rule, I think. Uh, if, we know, if you have a well-known alt, then at events, you know, don't, don't do your thing. At, uh, uh, I can't stand people that grief, uh, like player run events. That, that just drives me nuts. I think it was a HIG giveaway and some guys came and firebombed it or something. Why? HIG's putting a lot of his time and effort into writing all these books and doing this event for fun. For his, I mean, he's not getting anything out of it other than fun. Why are you going to try and ruin it for him? Yeah, you can do that any time of day. Let the... Uh let the community event do its thing. Yeah. Uh, BB is not a role-playing guild. Got it. We're going to treat the orcs like orcs. We're not going to sit there and res kill them. We're not going to sit there and dry loot them. After they, uh, this was an Amir event and we may have jumped the gun a little bit before the one orc group was set up completely and wiped them. Bunch of BB went gray resing them. And no one attacked us. And that's great. I want to res the orcs when that happens. And we're not going to loot them. It's just common sense. You got to keep... There's certain people that make this shard tick. You know, Hig, the orcs, crafters. You don't mess with them. You you help them out. You clean them up. You know, sure, they want to have fun and do their orc tribute things. And when I give them the two gems I have, because I haven't killed anything yet and forgot to sell the gems, and they look at me and go, oh, really, that's all you got? You're right. I, I don't have any more. Look at me. Uh, we have sieges coming. I think there's no... Uh, we would like to see that content. I don't know that we have the player base to succeed there. We, well, we currently don't, you know, but whether whether we mold and change in a couple months to do that kind of stuff, you know, that's, that's to be seen. See, I don't... I wouldn't see the sieges as being a PK type of thing. It's consensual PVP. You know, yeah, if we've got people like as can, our presence in factions. Yeah. 
Yeah, we've got two or three people that do factions. We could probably get more, but we haven't made it a focus because I know I've got three hours a night max to play. I think you've got about three hours a night to play. Shadow has three hours a night to play, and he plays a couple hours in the afternoon. Yeah, we don't have people that are playing, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day. Yeah, I just think guilds are allowed to evolve as uh, content players, members change, and the shard changes, uh, you know. So we're not where we were six months ago, and maybe we won't be in another six months. It's it's hard to tell. Exactly. It's going to be, I mean, do I see us becoming a rampant red PK guild now? Do I see us, you know, having a couple of reds? Absolutely. We do now. I've got two from defending bosses, and it's going to stay that way just because it takes forever to macro counts off, and I'm not going to go and, you know, I've got seven counts on one and five on another. I'm not going to, you know, do the repent for 72 hours just to go red again. Our our charter never said no reds in BB. That's not what it said. That's correct. So And... Besides, the king can make the rules. I could change it right now if I wanted to, if it did say that. Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, it's it's per our discretion. Um, and, right. I, you know, if, I think we'll we'll keep the spirit alive, the, you know, as we have currently in the current state of the game. Oh, for sure. Uh, we're not going to go out and clear, you know, Ossuary 2 just because there's five blues there or uh, whatever. They're having fun. Let them be. Yeah. We'll move to a different dungeon. Or we'll out-farm you. We'll do that. that, that that's my preferred method. I've done that <laughs> many times. I've had uh, people down in my favorite hunting spots, and I go, hmm, okay. Well, let me see if you can keep up with me. And sometimes they can, and then I go somewhere else. Sometimes they can't, and they go somewhere else. Uh, last commute question. It's a pretty good one. Uh, of all the PvP guilds, who do you have the most respect for? Competency or style, and why? <laughs> that's a really good question because I don't know guilds very well. I know the big, you know, wrecked long. I, I know the guilds. I couldn't tell you who's in which guild at what time. I mean, apparently there's people changing guilds now. And I know SUP really well because I see them the most. They're freaking, they're something else to me. I mean, they're coordinated. They're good at it. They know what they're doing. Um, wrecked. We, <laughs> little history here we were allied direct for what 27 hours maybe (laughs) barely even a week or barely even a day and some of the pvpers there i really like them uh sir bart uh, he doesn't play anymore he apparently bought some you know ranch somewhere and uh, doing a bunch of renovations good for him you know he's doing something else by the way my my former co-host he he bought a farm, was working to buy the farm, got the farm, and now he's got like a hundred birds. Well, good for him. Yeah. I mean, someday I'll have him back, but I don't know. I don't know when. It keeps getting pushed back yeah. further and further. Hey, real life comes first. I tell that to every single person in my guild. You know, I've had a couple of people, I feel bad I haven't been around because of this reason or that. Whatever. It's a game. I got over it. But Sir Bart, uh, he and I dueled a lot. At Corpse Creek, when I got my PvP off the ground, because I hadn't played since O2. I don't remember how to do 7x Tank Mage. I don't know. It's been forever for me. 
last real UO PvP was, uh, like I said, my poison thief, where I used a long spear to po- paralyze you, stole your cure pots, and then laughed. Not exactly sporting, but, you know, that it's all about <laughs> winning sometimes, not how you win. I'm not a duelist. I've never been a duelist. I mean, I'll 1v1 anyone and fall just the same. But he seemed to be really good about trying to teach people. And yeah, he was a little rough around the edges sometimes, but he wanted to teach. And he commanded a lot of respect, it seemed. And I I liked him. And then, uh, really, it's hard for me to say what guilds, because they're all better than me. (laughs) So it's hard for me to tell who's good and who's bad, because I'm awful, and they're at least better than me. So I like, what was it? Thursday night in Pulma. It was 85 accounts in there. Good God. And I'm sitting there. I died on two of my PVP characters. One of them's awful because it's a Nox mage. <laughs> Stupid me. That's an awful character. Died on my archer mage. I'm like, huh, I'm going to go on my stealth archer. I ended up getting two kills because I sat there and I waited and I sniped until someone was at like 20 health because they were running from something. And then I'd hide right yeah. away. That's a great idea. So I, I do that on my stealth archer because I've always just don't bring in PVP, but hell, I could just sit in that chaotic gaggle and just pop out and drop guys. Yeah, I realized later I still had my shadow aspect armor on with my Vank heavy, and I'm like, yeah, this probably wasn't the right idea coming into an area with 50 <laughs> reds. But for whatever reason, they never found me. I was able to stealth away every time, and, you know, mobs help. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and uh, and making time to, to talk to me and kind of share the, the story of Beard Brothers and, and where you've taken them since, uh, I guess, February now at this point. So that's over four months. Yeah, I did a three-month state of the beard in middle of May, and I was a couple of weeks late. So, yeah, we're about four months in now. Yeah, time, time flies when we're having fun, that's for sure. Oh, for sure. And uh, just for an idea, in the hour and 10 minutes I've been doing this podcast, I've had uh, 35 notifications. I've had one. Say, so you beat me. No, I have, I've had two. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, uh, you just need to start uh, offloading that. Uh, forward this to Shadow. Forward this to Kimchi. Forward this to Nat. I, I already do. I like taking care of it, you know? I want to be involved. I want to know what's going on. I want to know what people are thinking. Yeah, no, I hear you. And and you may be the best person to deal with any particular situation anyway, so. Um, All right, so guys, uh, you know, head to our website, insideoutlands.com. You can join our Discord there, get updates, listen live, leave us and our guest feedback. We will occasionally do some live streams, and and I'll be using Grimscar87 and his Twitch and I'll also ping the Discord for when those are going down. Uh, we're a little late this week. Uh, I'm going to try to keep on the two-week uh, schedule the best I can, but you know I've got a busy real life, and sometimes I have issues scheduling with guests. So, But we'll keep these coming out every two weeks. I think uh, I'm still working out who the next guest will be, so look forward to that. I've got a couple things in the pipe. I'm going to try to get a, uh, a crafter, marketing-focused player, I'm talking to a thief player I'd like to get on and then um, maybe a future developer interview too, I think. So keep uh, on our Discord and we'll, we'll get that info too when we got it. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you all in two weeks.
Thanks for having me. Thank you, sir.